0: Uh, you know that we pray for another ministry because we're not the only body of Christ and uh, most of the time we pray for a ministry that's within the city or within the county Uh, but today I felt a little bit different Uh, my pastor is Pastor Gene Alexander and he's the pastor of First Assembly in Rockingham and uh, so today I just felt like we were supposed to pray for their church and uh, this is he's kind of like y'all's spiritual grandpa Uh, If if you want to look at it that way. And uh, so let's pray for Granddad, okay? He's going to love hearing that. That'll be awesome. So uh, let's just lift up Pastor Gene, his wife. His wife's name is Kathy, and it's First Assembly in Rockingham. So agree with me. Father, we just thank you so much for Pastor Gene. We thank you so much for his wife, Kathy. Lord, we just thank you so much for their ministry to us and their service to us, Lord. They are constantly lifting us up, praying for us, dishing out wisdom for us, Lord. And we just thank you for them. Lord, we just, we just come against any attacks or any plans that the devil has, that the enemy has towards them. And uh, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. We just plead the blood of Jesus over their ministry, Lord. Let everything that you have planned prosper in Jesus' name father we thank you for it. we just ask for wisdom uh, for pastor gene and kathy we just ask for wisdom in their leadership lord we just ask for your will to be done in jesus name amen amen well let's turn uh you can turn to first timothy chapter four and verse seven and eight we started several weeks ago i thought it'd take us a couple weeks and uh it's actually taken us, I think, about three weeks to do uh, on Spiritual Fitness 101. And we did a quote, uh, showed you a quote at the beginning that John Kennedy said uh, talking about physical fitness. So let's take a look at that now. He said, Physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. Uh, Now, when he said it's the basis, what he's saying is it's the foundation. It's the foundation for those things. It's the foundation for a healthy lifestyle, for creativity, for intellectual activity, all through physical fitness. And so physical fitness, is it important? Is it a good thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to say yes or something. Yeah, okay, all right. Just checking. I want to make sure you're all there. So, all right, in 1 Timothy, though, it says this. It says, uh, don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tale. I like what it says right there in the message. It says, stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Stay away from stuff that gets dressed up as religion. But then it says, back in the New Living, it says, instead... Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. It's not just better, it's much better promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. And so, would we agree that physical fitness is good? Is that right? This verse isn't saying that physical fitness is bad. Not at all. I've seen some people be like, well, I don't have to ever go get physically fit. That's not what that verse is saying. You know, don't, don't make God say something he didn't say. He actually said it's good. So that if it's good, it's something we should do. We need, we need physical fitness. We all probably need more of it, including myself. But we're moving on. Spiritual fitness. So um, he says, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. Physical training is good, but training for godliness or spiritual fitness is much better. And it's much better, why? Because spiritual fitness will actually help everything you do. I would say, going back to John Kennedy's quote, it's the foundation for your spiritual health. It's the foundation for that. You need to be spiritually Fit. And so, when we look at spiritual fitness and we're relating it to physical fitness, well, there's three keys that are very important in physical fitness. Anybody remember what they are? Number one is nutrition. Number two is exercise. And number three is rest. And, and we say those, and we're just talking in real general uh, general topics here, but nutrition, you've got to have it. What happens if you're missing one of those three things? Well, what happens if you're missing nutrition? You do exercise and you do rest, but you're missing nutrition. I told you the story the very first week of a friend that I had. He was 40 years old, had a major heart attack and almost died. Why? Because he, he was exercising like crazy. And he was taking his rest too, I think, but he was not eating right. And so he got all clogged up, he got all messed up. He looked healthy, but he was about dead because he missed out on nutrition. Well, it's the same way in the spirit. You know, you've got people that will go out there and they think their job is to do and do only. And that's all they, that's all they do. They're, they don't think that they should eat spiritually, that they should get in the Word, that they should pray, worship, that they should be in a body of Christ. They don't think they should do. And spiritually, they're off base. And so when they're off base, they're, they're things that they do, they're heading, heading towards things at the wrong angle, from the wrong direction. Why? Because they're not eating the food. And in other words, really what nutrition is, is getting to know God. It's a part of getting to know Him. Well, so nutrition is very important. What if we don't have exercise? What if you're eating all the right stuff, but you never discipline yourself, right? You never actually build that muscle. Well, you might be a spiritual weakling. You you might know all the scripture in the world and can quote it, but when it comes to actually praying for somebody to get well from a common cold, you don't you don't have that. When it comes to knowing how to lead somebody to the Lord, you might not know that. So if you don't exercise and practice that, if you're not a doer of the word, you know what the we said. All right, so you got to get my picture ready. Um, So it says that if a house was built on the sand, is it somebody that hears the word but doesn't do it? So in other words, it's somebody that might be eating all the right stuff, but they're not a doer of the word. It says that house fell with a mighty crash. you got to put up the picture. That's not it. (laughs) That's not it. The mighty crash. I told her I wasn't going to do that picture, so that's why. You still got it in there? (laughs) she got to find it. So in Matthew, it says that. It says, but you're on a strong film. There we go. Wham! With a mighty crash. Last week I said that was, I had to bring out my inner Batman. So I've been like quoting all these sci-fi movies and stuff recently. So anyway, I don't. I guess I'm just being a nerd, but there you go. inner Batman. So that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen if you eat right, but you don't go do it. It says that the house that's built on a rock, that's built on a firm foundation, is the one who hears the word and then does it. It's all in the doing. okay. And then you have what we're talking about today, rest. You have to have rest. What happens if you don't rest? You are burning yourself out. And there's a lot of people, there's a side of Christianity that thinks I'm supposed to go, 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 go. And when I'm there, go some more, 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 more. And they go and they go and they burn themselves out so quick and they go to heaven fast. But they're not able to help people here on earth. Paul said this, he said, to live is Christ. To die is gain, but to live is Christ. And if we're to be Christ-like, then we are to believe God, to live a life that is spiritually fit so that we can maintain the positive effect that we're having on this world for long periods of time. Believe God for long life. We need to put in the right things exercise and we need rest it is of huge huge importance all right so nutrition was made up of a heart of thankfulness the word prayer worship and being in the body exercise was in the doing we're saying we went over scripture verse after scripture verse where god said time and time again i did these things and i paid this price so that you would do So that you would do. And and look, coming to church is a part of your doing. But this don't count for all of your doing. This is not it. This This is just a piece. This is more feeding time. This is more empowerment time, nutrition time, than it is doing time. Doing is when you're out in the world and you are leading people to Christ. Inviting them to church. Praying for them, lifting them up when God puts them on your heart, praying for the sick, healing you know, healing people through Jesus' name. This is the doing, and you know what? Every single one of us is supposed to be doing that. All of us are supposed to be representing Christ in that way. That's the doing, and then and actually, this is a Titus chapter two verse fourteen. It, listen to this verse, just to sum up last week, it said this. It said he gave his life, so Jesus gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. Now, there are several things that he gave his life for, but one of those, as far as doing and exercising that good nutrition that you're putting in, is this, he gave his life to people so that they would be totally committed to doing good deeds. He gave his life so that you would be doers, not sitters. He gave his life so that you would be doers, not sitters. No offense to babysitters out there. Just saying. Rent, you didn't like that? <laughs> I was, she said that's a nicole joke that's so funny it was even unexpected everybody's like what did he just say so today we're talking about you need to rest and resting is basically this you've got to stop and don't worry about things you've got to stop there's two two parts stop and don't worry now, see, some people in Christianity they say that's just totally contradictory to what I've been taught to do. How are we going to be doers if we stop, Brian? Well, how are you going to keep on doing if you don't? How are you going? To? You've got to have a rest time. In uh, look at this, you need to. Let's turn to Philippians four seven. You need to find your rest in God spiritually, mentally, and physically. You've got to find your rest in God spiritually, mentally, and physically. All of these things are important. Philippians 4, 7 says this. Just listen to this and see if you would like this verse to be you. Okay? Then you will experience God's peace. How many people would like that? Which exceeds anything we can understand. So not just peace, but peace that goes beyond what you can understand. His peace will grant your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. His peace will guard. I said grant. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. How would you like the peace of God? How would you like not just peace, but the peace that passes understanding? And then how would you like that peace when you get a hold of it? It guards my heart. It guards my mind. Can you see the peace of God standing in front of your mind, standing in front of your heart, taking guard? I'm just saying, you standing in front of your heart and mind, right? Who's going to do a better job? God's peace or you? God's peace. So is this a pretty cool verse? Well, how do we get there? What's going to give us that? Let's look back one verse. Go back to the verse before, verse 6. Verse 6 says this. Don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. In other words, stop worrying. Take your rest in God. You know, you, that worry, it can take up several things. You can worry in your mind. Uh, some people worry by being busy. So they'll be busy, 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 busy. And what they're really doing is they're worrying that if they're not busy, everything's going to fall apart. And so that's how the worry comes out. And so sometimes in their heart, they're just worrying. There, Another uh, translation says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And look at this. The last part of that says, Tell God what you need and thank him. Remember when we talked about nutrition the very first week, I told you throughout this whole thing, you're going to see in spiritual nutrition, it is almost always in some way each piece of it connected to thankfulness. Thankfulness is a key to receiving the spiritual fitness and nutrition that you need. And he says right here, Thank God For all he's going to do. Is that what it says? For all he has done. It's a big key. Because so many people are waiting on God to do it. Lord I need provision. I need provision. I need a job. I need a, a house to stay in. I need this. It doesn't say thank God for what he's about to do. It says thank him for what he has done. In other words. Just because you can't see it. Doesn't mean he hasn't done it in your life. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean he hasn't already done it. Because when Christ paid the price, he did it all. All you're doing, you're just waiting maybe to see the manifestation of what he has done. But as far as God goes, it's done. And so when you know that you know that it's done, what happens inside of you? You push the worry and the anxiety off and that peace of God can now rule and you don't even see it in front of you. You don't even see it yet. But you see it inside. You see it by faith. And that faith leads us to the place where the peace of God will guard our minds and guard our hearts. Amen? In other words, trust God. Trust God. This is it. We've got to trust God. A key to rest is... Is trusting God. It's knowing who He is and knowing what He said and knowing what He's done. We've got to trust Him. There are four areas of complete rest. I'm not just talking about a little rest. I'm talking about complete. The completion. When Jesus said, it is finished, was He saying, "I'm I'm done for now. I'll be back in a little bit. No. He was saying, it's done. He was saying, it's complete. I believe the, the words were to t- telesty or something something like that. He was saying, it is complete. It's done. And so when we take our rest in God, we're thanking him for what he has done. Not what we can't see yet. We're thanking him for what has already been done in the Spirit. And your rest is based off of, do I believe that it's done in Christ? Matter of fact, I wrote earlier this week on uh, Twitter or Facebook or something, I said you are either resting or not resting in God based on your belief of how complete Jesus has finished his work in your life. See, there's, I, I highlighted those areas because a lot of times we think it's our work that does the completing. It's not our work, it's His work. It's not whether or not it's complete or not. It's complete. But if you don't believe that it's complete or you believe that, that your rest depends on you, you're already messed up. Your rest, you can either find it or lose it based off of, do I really believe, do I really believe that Jesus has done with his work. In my life. Because when you see. That God has already completed all of his work. Ephesians 1.3 says. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places when you start to see that and it becomes real to you and I realize I am lacking for nothing because I have everything every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus when I recognize that and I know that I know it guess what naturally comes to me rest guess what naturally goes away worry anxiety extra work striving toiling all of these things they fall away Because I know and I believe, I trust God that it's done, that Jesus has finished it. There's four areas of complete rest. God's already done it. He's already completed it. It's just sitting on you, waiting for you to make up your mind. Am I going to believe God in this or not? The first one is spiritual rest. Number one, spiritual rest. Number two, mental rest. Number three, physical rest. And then number four, rest from toiling, striving, and self-producing. Number one, spiritual rest. This is really uh, the thing that he provided, spiritual rest. Everything else falls under this. This is salvation. Have you ever seen people? uh, uh, There's actually major uh, religions out there that are based on if you work hard enough, you can go to heaven. If you go and knock on enough doors, you can go to heaven. If you lead enough people uh, to God, you can go to heaven. There's there's religions that are based on that kind of stuff and and the word is so clear. It's not by works, but by faith of the grace of God. It's by faith through Jesus Christ that we receive that salvation. He has completed that work. And so the first thing is a spiritual rest. You don't have to strive To receive the love of God anymore. You just have to believe it. And as soon as you believe it. There's a rest to be had. But here's the thing about that spiritual rest. It gives you rest in every area of life. I would say it gives you rest in every dimension of life. In that spiritual rest. Is physical rest. Mental rest. Rest from toiling and striving. In that rest that spiritual rest everything else is done i I said it this way all other rest is found in the complete work of jesus through the salvation so if you want to rest if you want to come to the place where anxiety has no place anymore where where you are actually sleeping at night and actually you're at peace and it's guarding your mind and your heart The very first thing you need is you need to know Jesus. You need to have an experience with him that goes beyond what you've had so far. And maybe you walked away from that and you just need to renew that and step back into the rest that he has for you. You need Jesus. He's the only way. He's that door. The second rest is a mental rest. Have you ever just been anxious or worried about things and in your mind it's just driving you nuts and driving you crazy? A good one and an easy one to relate to is parents with your kids, you know? Kids offer offer plenty of opportunity for your fleshly mind to get involved and and to worry and be concerned. I remember it was maybe a year ago, uh, I saw somebody post on Facebook and they said, they said, It's just, it's normal for a mother to worry. No, it's rebellious, because God said, don't worry. But our world has taught us that it's normal to be anxious and in fear and worry. And God said, perfect love casts out all fear. There is no fear in love. In other words, when we enter into his love, fear must drop off. Unless you decide to envelop yourself back in it, and that's a choice. Our job is not to, to grab a hold of fear and keep it in our lives. Our job is to shed that and enter into the rest of God, and completely mental. So that, do you realize that the majority of people when studies have been done are dying early because of stress in their life? It's stress. In other words, what's that stress from? It's from it's where the battle's raging in their mind because they have no rest in their mind. And Lord tells us, tells you that you are to take every thought captive and bring it into the obedience of, of Christ. Cast down imaginations, vain things that are brought up against who god is in other words if god said i've set you free and you don't have anything any place that you can't step into rest in you don't have anything because i've completed my work you don't have anything to be worried or anxious over he says then anything that says you better be anxious you better be worried that's completely against what christ has said and he's saying that's a vain imagination against who jesus is it, it's also saying this is saying god uh if i've got got to rest you're a liar that's what it's saying and our job is to take that thought crumple it up stamp on it a few times and throw it away get it out of your life don't let it sit there deal with it take your rest in god nope I may have I may have worry and anxiety trying to come into my mind but I can easily just by making a decision say I'm not going to do that today I'm going to enter into the rest and the peace of God. And 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 don't don't you know have any uh romantic ideas that the devil's just going to be like oh They did it. I'll leave them alone now. That's not the way the devil plays. He's going to come back and he's going to do it again. And he's going to try it again and try it again as long as you keep receiving worry and anxiety. No, the devil's going to keep on trying to plant that same seed of doubt and fear and worry. But there's a rest of God. And we not only uh, can access it, we need to access it as Christians, because you're not going to live the victorious life that God has for you without setting your mind to cast down those imaginations, to take every thought into the obedience of Christ. Amen? Third area, physical rest. Now, this is literal physical rest. It's literally sleep, resting on the Sabbath, etc. This is actually getting rest physically for your body. You know, a lot of times why people aren't resting physically is because they're not resting mentally. And they lay down and their mind's going, and why is their mind going, why is it doing that? Because they are not casting down vain imaginations. They're not taking every thought captive. And so they lay down and they get quiet for a minute. And what they've been allowing at the root of who they are, it just comes up to their mind. And so even when they do fall asleep throughout the night, they're dreaming about how do I solve this problem and that problem, and they're not taking their rest in God. And so they're burning out, literally, physically burning out. Almost every uh, kind of rest in in the flesh, in the physical, goes back to us really not taking our rest in God. I've had times in my life where I have not been resting well physically. I know most people have had those kind of situations. When you start to boil it down, I've never found a situation, I've never found one of those issues where I was not, where I was actually taking the rest I needed to in God. It always boiled down to there was some way I wasn't resting in God. And there's a number of different ways that that can present itself, but when we... When we finally say, all right, Lord, I'm giving myself to you and I'm willing to change anything you tell me to change, all of a sudden he'll show us things and we'll find a rest in God. You know, And I right now you may be sitting there going, well, what about this, Brian, or what about this? Well, we can talk about that later. You know, you, you, if you've got your pet thing that you want to hold on to, I will help you find that if you really want to have help. So just ask me about it. I'll help you come to the root of that. But most of the time it's somewhere in our life that we are anxious and worried over something and it's affecting us in our sleep. It's affecting us in our body. Here's the other thing is on the Sabbath rest. A Sabbath rest every seventh day. Uh, God said I have called the Sabbath holy and you're supposed to rest. How many people are actually resting and giving that day to God? Y'all's faces are making me want to look that way because you're like, don't look at me, Brian. Don't look at me. Because and you know what? God, listen to this. God called that day holy. Set apart for God. Are we setting apart the Sabbath? I'm telling you right now. If you want to enter into a place of rest, peace that passes understanding, peace that guards your hearts and your minds, one of the first keys is for us to actually take a Sabbath and give it to God. Lord, what do you want to do this day? I'm not, you know, something that he's been kind of convicting me on recently is this. is Brian, you know, is it really a Sabbath? Have you really set it apart to me? And, and yet you're going to watch whatever movie you want to watch? or you are going to watch whatever, you know, you're going to do whatever you want to do? Because was I really even asking him? Was I even trying to give it to him? I wasn't making it holy. I was just making it like, yay, Brian, party time. Right? That's not Sabbath. And so a lot of the rest that we need to have and that we're supposed to have, we're not stepping into it because we're stepping right out of one of the commandments that God made sure to give us. So if you want to have rest and you want to have peace, if you want to get things done, in a lot faster fashion than you have been getting them done, you've got to have rest. That means you take the commands of God and you do those things. The fourth risk is a risk from toiling, striving, and self-producing. Now, work is not a bad word. Maybe y'all don't think so. Work is not, but look, Adam worked before the curse. He worked for God before the curse. The difference was he didn't toil and strive before the curse. The curse brought toiling and striving, scratching out a living from the ground. Well, once we were redeemed through Christ, that brought us to a place of rest in our work as well. And there's a rest in God that says, I don't have to toil and strive you know sometimes I'm trying to figure out things in work I'm trying to come up with different solutions and I feel like I'm just you know if you ever can picture somebody just sitting there brainstorming it's like smoke starts coming out your ears because you're you're working and trying to come up with a solution or maybe you're you're sweating hard and working hard in that way and you're trying to work and, and 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 it just feels like you're toiling it feels like you're striving God doesn't have that for you It doesn't mean that you shouldn't get out there and sweat, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't work hard, but there's a difference between working hard and striving and toiling. And God has already paid the price through Christ for you to have rest in the area of work as well. I know many times when I've been sitting there and I'm straining, I'm trying to come up with a good idea or something, and and all of a sudden you know, the Holy Spirit prompts me, and the Holy Spirit says, Have you asked me? For wisdom in this area yet? Have you asked me how to handle that situation? That's being so special. (laughs) Have you asked me how to handle that? And I'll stop. And I'll rest for a second. And I'll say. Lord what's the answer? What's the solution? And most of the time within a matter of minutes. He'll send me through my spirit. He'll send the, the solution and the idea. And then all the pain, all the toil goes away. And I solved the problem. It took no striving whatsoever. It just took me looking to God and finding my rest in Him. Hebrews nine says this. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. In other words, there's a complete rest. That's available to the child of God right now. And it's not just talking about salvation and going to heaven. It's talking about a life of rest. Because you're a child of God. Because you're in that place. It says in verse 11. Hebrews 4.11. Therefore let us be diligent to enter that rest. So that no one will fall. Through following the same example of disobedience. So it's telling us. You and me, let us be diligent to enter that rest. In other words, now you've heard this this, uh, message of rest. Now you've seen that there's rest available. Now you've seen that you're supposed to rest. Now God's saying, don't just let that pass by. He's saying, you have a responsibility to, to enter into the rest of God in every area of your life. If you think, ah, well, that's just good theory, Brian. Good message. Thank you. Have a great Sunday. See you later. You know, if that's the mindset, then what you're doing is you're about to be the same as these people in verse 11. And you know how they did it? They saw the plan of God and they said, it won't work. You know what happened right then? It wasn't because they didn't, you know, they didn't cast all the worry and anxiety out of their mind alone. You know what the situation and the story was? They came out of Egypt. They went over to the promised land, the physical manifestation that God had for them. They saw them. God said, I've given you this land. They sent the spies. Ten of them came back and said, no way, we can't do it. And two of them said, we can take it. God has given us this land, Joshua and Caleb. They're the only ones that entered into rest. That form, that type and shadow of rest. They're the only ones who did it. You know why? They believed the word of God. There's rest in healing. There's rest in the restoration of God. The deliverance of God. The salvation of God. The provision of God. There's a rest in these areas that Jesus Christ has made complete. And at this moment right now, you're going to make a decision. Lord, I believe that or I don't believe it. And you're either going to enter into that rest or be in disobedience and miss it. But you know what? Sometimes your logical mind's going, that just doesn't make sense. My bank account right now shows zero and you're telling me that God's going to provide for me. I just don't believe that, Brian. And that's exactly it. You're walking by, your, by what you see instead of walking by faith and by walking by the promise of God. And so you have a rest that's available to you. And in a disobedient lack of faith, you're stepping away from that. God's calling for people that will say, Lord, I'll trust you. I'll believe in you. Not only do I need that rest, but you said it was there. I need rest in my mind I need rest I need to sleep at night. I need to stop toiling and striving at work i need I need some favor of God. I need the rest of God in my life and Lord, I need the rest of God spiritually in every area and so, Lord, I just believe on your rest. I receive your rest and even on even on the sabbath day even even on the on the day that I take for sabbath lord I trust you that I don't have to do everything on that day I will take a day and give it to you I'll take that day because I trust you to make up the time You know I I have a story um well I'll tell you in a minute Their disobedience in verse 11 was not trusting God not having faith that he had given them victory already that was their disobedience if you're not taking the proper rest you're burning yourself out first corinthians 13 3 says even though you give your body to be burned but you don't have love it's nothing you've gained nothing and so you can work, work 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 go 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 do 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 all this stuff all day long all day and god's saying look that's not what i ask you to do I ask you to do some things, but I also ask you to rest. It's not just by much doing that you're obedient. It's by hearing my voice and being obedient. I've told you to rest. I've told you there's a rest available. I'm expecting you to have faith and trust me and move into that. Psalm 4610 says this in the New Living, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know That I'm God. New American says cease striving. And know that I'm God. Cease striving. Stop. Stop trying to strive. To get things done. Take your rest in God. I can be I can be in the middle of doing my work, but I don't have to be in the middle of striving. I can be in the middle of my work and be in the rest of God. I can take a rest every day of the week simply by letting go of all anxiety and worry and trusting God to be there to be my source, be bringing me ideas, be helping me, giving me favor in the eyes of men. I can I can trust God and live In a rest of God. Isaiah 40, 31. You're probably familiar with this. It says. Yet those who wait upon the Lord. Will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Why? Why will all these great things happen? Because they wait upon the Lord. Our society has said, okay, you want to arrive over there. You want to gain that thing. You want to get that house, that car, that whatever. You want to have that good job. And so it says, get to work. Get to toiling. Scratch your way. Earn a living. And God says, you want all that stuff? Turn towards me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Enter into the rest of God and all these things. Will be given to you. There's a rest in God. And it totally baffles the worldly logic. It doesn't make sense. I've seen it so many times now. I have, you know, we have the experience where we can say this thing's real. It's real when you trust God and enter into his rest the things that he will do for you. But maybe you've seen that, maybe you haven't. I know for us, even though we have seen it, we still have to purpose ourselves and be intentional to still enter that rest every single time. We have to make up our minds, this is how we live. This is who we are, arrested people in God. We have to make that choice. Isaiah forty thirty one same verse in the New Living says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Those who see striving, those who are still, those who wait upon the Lord, those who trust and believe Him, they're the ones who will enter into that rest. Well, Brian, that all sounds good. Uh, that all sounds good, but I just need a sign from God. I got one for you today. You ready? Bam. Stop what you're doing. Rest. Now, see, y'all saw that earlier, and you weren't supposed to see it, but now there you go. It's on time. Stop. Stop striving. Stop toiling. Stop worrying. Stop being anxious. All that is junk from the devil. Put it down. Let God be God. Well, that's funny, Brian. I still need another sign. Here's another one. Rest is so important to God. He did make it one of the Ten Commandments that was meant to last forever and show us a way to live. He said this in Exodus 20, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. I heard one preacher say this one time. I think I don't remember exactly who it was now, but it's like, all right. God's God and you're you. If God himself needed to take a rest on the Sabbath day, what makes think, makes you think that you don't need one? We need a rest. We need a rest. Now sometimes I know when I've been in situations it's just like, man, oh, Lord, I don't even know how to start resting. I, don't even, I, I just feel so beat up i got so much stuff weighing on my mind. I don't even know where to start. I've never even done this. I've never applied this before. I know I've been in that position before. Let me just read this to you. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Jesus said, come to me. You might not know where to start. Here's where you start. I'm telling you right now. Jesus. That's it. I need your help. Help me see the rest that's available to me. Help, me. help me know the choices of rest or toil. Help me see them clearly so that I can choose you. So that I can choose what's obedient to, to the complete work that you paid for me. Jesus says, you come to me, I will give you rest. This is a promise from God. I will give you rest what you just did is you open the door in between you and heaven to receive his power the power of god to receive the rest that you need it's the first step of of walking in that and if you're a child of god your rest in every area has ever already been paid but if you're not a child of god then that rest can be yours you can walk in that peace That blows the world's mind away. Because they don't even get it or understand it. And they don't get how you can be relaxed in that situation. And yet you have peace knowing that God's leading you to triumph. You have rest right in the middle of the storm. We need Jesus. And if we'll just simply go to him. He said I'll give you rest. I'll be there for you. I'm there for you already. I'm just waiting on you. Will you turn your heart to me? Today is Communion Day. So if I can get some fellows to help me out here. George, Jeff, Stephen. Just grab each section. When Jesus paid the price for your complete rest, (laughs) he paid for it with his blood and his body. He said, here's my payment. The payment for all of your sin, all of your toil. This is the payment. That will open up the door so that you can receive nutrition. That will open up the power so that you can go and be a doer of the word. This is the work that I have done so that you may rest. And he says, when we come together, our job is to remember him and remember the price that he paid. To remember the body and the blood. That was shed. Us today, particularly, to receive the rest of God. As you receive what's representative and what we remember as the price that Jesus paid of the body and the blood, as you receive that today, just picture it in your mind and receive it by faith. Lord, today I'm receiving the rest of God, I'm receiving the power of God to do everything. you've you've opened up the door for me to do. To do everything you've called me to do. To do everything that you've asked me to do. Even the stuff I can't see right now that's so beyond what I ask or think. In Jesus, the work is complete. It is finished. And Lord, today as we receive communion and we remember the price that you paid, we receive our rest. And we don't, we don't do this lightly. It's not something that we just throw out there and, and we're just like, oh, cool, free ju- juice and a cracker. We're not just saying that. We're saying, Lord, I'm remembering the price that you paid. I remember it. Lord, I honor the price that you paid. I esteem it. I let this moment, this moment today on December 7th, I let this moment change my life forever this moment i don't care how many times you've done it before i let this moment be changed in my life because today i esteem you all over again today jesus i esteem you i put you in the right priority in my life all over again i make you the lord let's just stand up right now We don't always do that, but sometimes it's just right to not sit in the presence of God. Sometimes it's right just to, just to stand and honor and esteem that moment. And just out of your heart, not forget about the person next to you or the person behind you or in front of you. Just you and God right now. Just If you need to, just close your eyes and just raise your head to heaven. Whatever you got to do right now is you and God. He says, I know all you did and all you've done. And I'm not holding anything against you. He says, I love you. I love you with an everlasting love. When you were messed up, I loved you then. And I love you now. And I've paid the price to give you rest in every area. I've paid the price To empower you through Jesus Christ. And God just says I love you. And so right now. Just let's show him our love back. Show him our love back by saying. Lord because you loved me. I now can love you. Lord and just say this with me. Just say Father. This life that I live. It's yours. I live it for you. I live it for Christ. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are the director of my life. I follow your lead. I follow your command. And I believe, out of the love of the Father, He gave Jesus for me a substitute for my sins that had to die. And I believe that the Father brought him back to life for me and brought him to life and me with him and raised us up to heavenly places according to your promise, your word. Today is a new day. I find my rest in Christ. And I stay in that place of rest. Through Jesus. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Lord we love you. And we praise you. And we remember the price. And we esteem it. In Jesus name. Amen. Take the body and the blood. As you remain standing, I'll read this verse again. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. At the beginning of Spiritual Fitness 101, as we went through it, we asked this question. Are you, are you doing good things or are you just listening? Are you being doers of the word or are you just being hearers only? In this case, in this, in this little series that we did, are you actually putting in the nutrition of God? Are you being thankful? Are you in the word? Are you praying? Are you worshiping God? Are you in a body, a family of God? This is where nutrition happens. Are you actually doing the things that you've learned? Are are you about God's work all throughout the day? Not just coming on Sunday, but are you doing, are you exercising the nutrition that he's given you? And are you taking the rest, taking every thought captive, and bringing it into the obedience of Christ. Are you taking time to rest? Are you entering the rest of God? So I ask you. Are you doing these things? Or are you just listening? Let's be doers of the word. And not just hearers only. Let's take up our spiritual fitness. And be the kind of people that God called us to be. Not spiritual weaklings. Not, not spiritually. You know completely out of shape. But we are spiritually strong. Built up and ready to do whatever God asks us to do. But it takes us making a choice to be doers. And not just hearers. Last verse is James 1.25. It says this. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. And if you do what it says. And don't forget what you heard. Then God will bless you for doing it. Lord, right now, I just pray that the blessings of God would be on your people because they are doing what you've asked them to do. They're not just here Lord, but they're blessed because they're doing. They're receiving your grace. They're receiving your mercy. They're receiving everything, the rest of God in every way. And they're about your business. They're doing what you've asked them to do. Father, I just praise you for that, and I thank you for your blessing on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great week.